Welcome to Swimming with a Fish, where this week's show is dedicated to snowflakes, triggers, and safe spaces. That is the only safe space, trigger, and snowflake warning you're going to get. Um, the rest of the show is going to make little uh, millennials' heads pop off, um, but that's okay. We'll have fun with it anyway. Uh, good evening, Goon. How are you? I'm, I'm awesome today. I'm actually awake, which is, you know, a good thing. Uh, probably a little more than we'd say for the chief. Chief, how you holding up? I, I've been awake longer than you, sir, and I I'm just going. My energy is fueled by hate at this moment. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> there's a red lantern ring heading to, right towards the chief right now. That's um, that's true. And as long as the hate's not directed toward us, we're okay. That's true. Innocent bystanders. I wish to be. Thank you. Um, so, so folks, uh, yeah, we've been having all kinds of fun and games, and we keep seeing all these great stories about snowflakes and safe spaces and trigger warnings. And, and frankly, our audience actually runs the gambit of um, everything from, from uh, almost teenagers uh, to the uh, severely geriatric. Um, but uh, my parents are somewhere in there, and, and I've had to explain to them a number of cases what safe spaces and, and triggers and snowflakes are. So I thought it would be kind of fun. If we actually sat down and gave our take on these these three amazing words, which appear to have taken over an entire generation, um, for those of you who don't know, a snowflake is usually a young adult from the 2010s, viewed as being being less resilient and more prone to taking offense than previous generations. Um, but so thin-skinned, I guess, is the word we used back when when we were kids, right, uh, Goon? Sounds right to me. Yeah. I mean, basically, it's a derogatory term for someone deemed too emotionally vulnerable to cope with views that challenge their own, particular, particularly in universities, and other forms once known for robust debate, um, noting that the insult had been aimed at an entire generation. It's, pretty, uh, it's, it's a pretty uh, staggering uh, indictment of an entire generation. We've got, we've got people who have been told that they're special. I mean, like a snowflake. I mean, every snowflake is an individual, hence where the term comes from. Aren't you a special little snowflake? But these people, whatever their their worldview is, and, and it you know runs a gambit from socialist to anarchist to libertarian with as long as it involved pot. Any communists like Comrade Sanders? Or, you know, they don't think they're communists. They think, you know, they think they're all about liberty and freedom as long as, you know, they get to tell everybody what to do. But it's, 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 it's kind of a frightening concept that you've got these people out there who, as soon as you say, you know, I don't think what you think is right, that rather than get into that, well, okay, explain to me where I'm wrong. This is where I think you've, you've misunderstood my point, and we have this back-and-forth discussion in the, in the realm of ideas. Their first response is, oh, you're personally attacking me. You must be a Nazi, and I have to kill you, which is crazy. Is it, though? <laughs> are, are, are you suggesting that they might be onto something, Chief? Well, we, we've already seen the, the, the level of hate grow in others. As as a discussion that I had with uh, another former coworker, that uh, a superpower has been unleashed, and thus the the barriers of hate have have been unlocked, and now it's just free flowing, and thus everyone who it, 
I don't I, I don't agree with the clothes that you wear today. Therefore, I'm going to belittle you. If you try to defend yourself, then, then I will take it personally as if you were attacking me, even though I started it. In fact, you can just say hello. And what makes you think that I wanted to talk to you? I mean, these types of assumptions. Uh, because one of the things that you did not include is microaggressions. And, and enough microaggressions turn into actual aggression. And at that point, uh, you, you end up, you know, shooting someone and, and then getting shot by the police. I mean, that's, that's the logical conclusion <laughs> to that I, mindset. I, two two dead people I, because we did not like their clothes. Microaggression. Micro you know, I, I, I'm a professional where my emotions are concerned. I don't do anything micro. <laughs> Well, um, you're ahead of your the game. Size, yeah, <laughs> somebody your size is hard to do anything, micro. It's, 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 thank you so much. That's hey, yeah. why I. That's why I'm not allowed to have firearms in my home. <laughs> not yet, at least. Or ever. Yes. <laughs> he, he just has big pierogi arms. That's all he needs. I I throw the pierogies at people, and if you okay. throw them hard enough, they'll hurt. Yeah. Captain America points at you and says, "Goon, smash." <laughs> 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 But yeah, so um, so so basically, we got the generation of snowflakes, um, and unfortunately, you know, we have we have older generations who are are willing to to uh, coddle to them to to be those enablers because, frankly, you really can't get that way without somebody, you know, feeding into it, and and this concept of the safe space. When I was a kid, I was um, I was clumsy. Let's just let's just leave it at clumsy. And on more than one occasion, <laughs> I would come become come home and be covered in blood, usually my own. And the reaction wasn't, you know, I need to go find who did this to you and sue them, or you know, oh my poor baby, you know, we'll take you to the emergency room and, and get you into a you know a private room where the best doctors can take care of you. It was more like, um, just go clean off yourself and try not to get too much blood on the clothes. It's hard to get out. But, but nowadays, but nowadays we have we have institutionally sanctioned safe spaces. It's like a teacher or an educational institution or so the student body would you know wouldn't tolerate any particular kind of violence or harassment or hate speech. Originally geared mostly towards the LGBT community, um, a a physical location a safe space, an honest-to-God location, safe space, would be set aside for these students. And, and now it's, it's, it's branched out to anybody who feels in any way marginalized. So, so what do they have in there? Like binkies, teddy bears, blankets, stuff like that? There were coloring books. <laughs> I was about to say, Goon, um, you're being funny, but you're also being accurate. Oh, my. I mean, you send your kids to college with the idea that you're going to turn them into a useful cog in the in the machinery of society and instead what you end up with is you know a, a bench rider uh, somebody who you know can't function in any kind of environment that in any way shape or form doesn't fit their mindset people need to be flexible resilient and and have a bit of a backbone, but we're we're literally breeding it out of the species. 
hey, look at what happens uh, when something uh, tragic happens in a public school now. Did you guys growing up anything you know bad happen in your schools, Chief? You can go with this one. <laughs> I don't know where you're even going to start. Like when did when it didn't it happen? Uh, I I remember us having conversations where it was at least there wasn't a stabbing at my school today. We <laughs> we, we had because our 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 competition was Einstein, and we would attempt to play them in a sport but many of the people that went to our school would bring guns and other things and while they did not shoot anybody they didn't they were not given the chance to either now at the other schools uh you would uh, uh a, a gun would be long distance they wanted it up close and personal wow. <laughs> so the, they would they would wait for you to go to the restroom or something and you'd never come out. <laughs> so it, it sounds like your school needed that sign, you know, number of days since last stabbing. Uh you wouldn't want that because you wouldn't be going to school if you thought well, still at zero. Man, what the <laughs> Yeah. We um we we had a member of my my uh, high school class passed away in an industrial accident. You Ooh. know, he if that happened today, uh um, the uh, Goon Childs High School also had um, one of her, uh, the, the members of her graduating class, uh, killed in an accident uh, in their junior year. And my God, there were um, grief counselors and notes went home and much attention was focused on all of this. Uh, I don't when, even know if grief counselor was an occupation when I was growing up. You know, I don't think so either. When... when um, the uh, uh, the young man in my class uh, died. Like I said, he he got. He, it's a horrible thing. He got stuck in some machinery. Ooh. Um. We didn't have grief counselors coming to the school. We didn't focus on it. The teachers all watched the students, and you know what? The ones that were were having obvious an obvious hard time. Mm-hmm. They got some private time with uh, the guidance counselors or a teacher that they related to. And it was taken care of, or maybe uh, you know the family priest would talk to them. That that could happen too. And uh, you know, I'm pretty sure that way is better than what they're doing now. Because now they focus everyone on the tragedy. Yeah, that'll help. What if and they? What if some of the kids want to just uh, suppress the memory until it comes out years later at their therapist, or the therapist has some you know, patients? They're helping the economy. That's true. You're you're really hurting the therapy business. You know, nipping it in the bud and all. Just just saying. Keep your yap shut and suppress it. Be a man. Yeah, I heard that a lot as a kid. <laughs> yes, your finger is not up. broken. It's merely dislocated. Walk it off. It hurts. Rub it in the dirt. I got that once or twice. Oh, oh. <laughs> so, so your family were what nature worshippers? Sure. <laughs> Mother <laughs> Gaia taking care of your injury. Thank you, Doctor Schweitzer. I'll, I'll get that taken care of. <laughs> well, you know, there's. There's that. <laughs> so, 
some of us, you know... I think he just dismissed us both. I'm just, that's a feeling I just got. We, it's, a we, true, it's a true story, too, Chief. I mean, I'm, I'm not even making this stuff up. You know, the wildebeests do that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we we had Tussin, and, you know, you would just take some Tussin, and you'd be all Tuss- right. Oh, Tussin? Yes. You know, like oh, Robitussin? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's got the stuff that'll make you forget all about your pain because you're unconscious. See that, but you would keep going until you became unconscious, and that was the point. The point is you, you don't stop. The one of the things that we have now, I mean, and this is before MC Hammer and his Hammer Time, which everyone must stop for. But this was, (laughs) this is is one of the issues. It's like my children. My children, who I love, of course. They, uh, <laughs> if you have to preface it, maybe not. <laughs> as as I have said, you know, many times they they were uh, conflict found them. We'll put it like this, and they had the choice. They had the choice to run and tell someone, of which mm-hmm. there was no one around, or stand their ground. And what happened when they stood their ground, somebody hit the ground. <laughs> and <laughs> you know well, it? The problem was solved. In fact, the people became friends later. The whole point was that if you run from the conflict, the conflict will always find you. Yep, yeah. and it'll be bigger the next time. Right, because now they know that you'll run. You mark yourself as prey. When you fight back, you gain their respect. But nobody has respect for anyone anymore. That's true. Nowadays, yeah, I, if you fight back, they just pull the gun out of their waistband and end it right there. Let's let's talk about that, uh, uh, Crutch. Mm. How about uh, you're sitting down to have a nice meal? Yes, sir. I, I did. Thanks. Find any find any stories about respect in a restaurant? <laughs> well, hmm. Yeah. So there's a restaurant in Memphis. And it's called the Imagine Vegan Cafe. And uh, much like the article's author, I'll set, put the link in the show notes. Um, I've never been there because, you know, vegan food. But That's not food. Come on. Okay, well, that's lie. true. That's true. As, as the author of the article refers to it, you know, the next time I'm interested in eating sand, I'll be sure to go over there. <laughs> um, and And it was... I, I read the article like three or four times because if I if I excerpted it during the show, I was going to start laughing. This this is an example of everything you shouldn't do as as a business owner, but everything people expect now of a generation where everything triggers everybody and nobody has a filter. So at this vegan restaurant, this particular vegan restaurant, um, you know uh, they have regular customers and one of the customers who it turns out was a regular customer um, had a not great dining experience posted a, a review and was was the, food, was the food bad or something well okay even in the review they said well the food wasn't great in fact the last the last line of the of the review was and for my food I can heat up a tofurkey sausage just as well in, uh, in under half the time so I'm getting the feeling things took a while. Their big complaint, however, was imagine you're trying to eat your 
artificial food because that's what they serve there. And all of a sudden, you see a toddler running around with no clothes and feet so dirty that obviously shoes have not even been close to this kid probably all day. And the child is waving its rear end in your face while you're trying to eat. Because, you know, that's what you want to see while you're you're eating artificial fake food. <laughs> I don't I don't even want to see it when I'm eating real food, but okay. Now it turns out this child has an older sibling who um at least as part of the review goes, um, would stare at the customers and yodel at them. You know, like it was expecting applause or something. So the person put this in the review. Multicultural experience. Really, you know, you've got some, you've got some weird, you know, uh, toddler twerking, and uh, and yodeling. And so the person put this in the review, and you know, you know, they weren't really very happy about it. What really should have happened there? A normal restaurateur knows how to run a business would see this, apologize profusely, and promise it would never happen again. Maybe gift certificate. Who knows, right? At least that's what the author thought should have happened. Unfortunately, that's not what happens nowadays. Yeah, yeah you, you put a message out there that said, you know what, I'm sorry our restaurant didn't live up to your experience. And let's either you offer something or you say, at least let's let's talk and see if we can, we can no, maybe, no, no, no. maybe do better next time. No? Oh, no? This is what the Imagine Vegan Cafe's response was. I'm about to start calling out names and pictures of people who leave us bad reviews, especially when it deals with our children. You will no longer be allowed to come and dine at Imagine, especially if you lie about our babies. We do not need or want your business. Be our guest and go eat at the other vegan restaurants down the street. This is going to be fun. You've thoroughly irritated Mama Bear. We're starting with the name of the person who posted the... um, the review. For anyone who reads this and instantly is scared this might affect our business, I can't begin to tell you how much we do not care. Haters are not welcome at Imagine. Now, that's the kind of thing that might go through your head because, you know, people love their own kids. I sure. can't imagine why this person is getting all upset. Okay? Even though what you were letting your kids do in your restaurant was not smart, probably not hygienic, and certainly not voting well to generate new business I can understand parents saying that in their head you don't write that down in the comment sections of your page I'm assuming this looks like a Facebook excerpt so what happened basically was they got about a million replies literally and people are turning this into well it's even got its own hashtag it's called butthole gate (laughs) which you know that's great right um so, as it turns out... <laughs> it's still funny. <laughs> Butthole gate, right? Yeah. So, um, so uh, you know, the person says, I've never been there, just, you know, follow the, uh, the, the site. But it seems like a real negative place because of the dramatic posts. I wouldn't expect a business to behave this way, weird and unprofessional. Which was a response to the first outburst. Which, of course, because we're at the very low trigger level we're at these days, their response... Imagine Vegan Cafe of Memphis, Tennessee. Their response was to reply to this individual, the awesome thing is we couldn't even begin to care what you think. 
Imagine instead, it, Imagine isn't about business or being professional. It's about saving animals and standing up for the ones who can't stand up for themselves. In this case, our precious children. I'm all about standing up to bullies who think their opinions are more important than animals and people. So please unfollow us. Sounds like, thinking, yeah, go ahead. sounds like their kid could stand up and bend over just fine. <laughs> yeah, really. Their kids seem to be standing up just fine. Yeah. So, so you know, we're not interested in, in business. You know, we're not interested in running a restaurant and having quaint things like standards or, or you know, even... Customers. You know, well, yeah, what do you need about customers? I'm saving animals. Letting kids run around with dirty feet and showing everybody their butthole. But, you Let's know... See. Some accompanied of us, by yodeling this this would uh if if someone were to take a picture of it they would get in trouble because that is a child under under the age of consent who is now in, in a compromising position so is it, you know that's an interesting thought chief what what if a patron in order to show that you know there's there's sanitation issues at this restaurant took a picture of the kid and sent it off to the sanitation, or the, um, I don't know, who is it that does checks restaurants? Department of or Health. The board, Department of Health, right? Could that person then be arrested for child porn? All I know is that they, they have a severe problem, and it stems. I, uh, look, number one, you're eating my food's food, so that's a problem, okay? Because... <laughs> I, I need I, I am one of those people that needs lots of food just to survive yes, yes. and this is true folks I mean um, the, the the chief is basically a land shark he needs to keep moving forward and he needs to keep eating I uh, I can confirm this as well uh, gentle audience he's, he's not big he's tall I would say you're tall well everybody to, compared to me is tall when he's having a meal we uh we spray paint a, a circle about 20 feet uh, around him and tell people to stay out of the kill zone. Well, but we digress. Go ahead, Chief. So, regardless of those facts... <laughs> I, <laughs> Undisputed, but facts nonetheless. Yes. I, I just cannot understand people who... Number one, if you... I was told by a friend that if you're going to open a business then you want it to be the best business and you want to be able to serve everyone and make them at least they don't have to be happy they just have to be content with the fact that they went there for a reason and that reason you know whatever that goal was was accomplished as long as it wasn't you know like kill everyone inside but these people have seem to have taken an approach of you know it is it is not a right but not even a privilege it is my privilege <laughs> that you come here. So if you don't agree with me, then you need to go, and I need to belittle you on the way out. Exactly. You can go eat your uh, sand and uh, tofu sandwiches somewhere else. There you go. W- well, would you would you re- would you read my favorite response from the blog writer, please? I just want to see if it's still funny after a week. Do you remember um, what? Do you remember well, which one it is? <laughs> Well, okay, so there was from the blog writer. I what, think at it went. Oh yeah, so. absolutely at the end, right? So the, the the restaurant did try to respond in a more tempered manner, um, 
explaining that the child was not running around for a very long time, you know, that basically had gotten away from the the father who was in the process of trying to change the child and, and that the other kid wasn't yodeling. He was trying to be friendly and talk, you know, basically turning them into little victims because, well, you know, that's what people do. And, um, and basically the, the lady who runs the place has said, you know, my children come before this restaurant. So the, the person who wrote the article, and this article appears in uh, wonket.com, um, the part, <laughs> I think the part I'm looking at it because it is pretty funny. Um, the part that the uh, the goon likes the best was uh, basically, if you're ever in Memphis and you find yourself passing Imagine Vegan Cafe, you may judge for yourself whether it is to your liking. Or you can take it from a local, make a right at the light, make another right at the next light, and on your right, you'll see a glorious place called Central Barbecue, where the food is made of food, <laughs> and the only exposed butts are on the hogs they're smoking right nice for you out back. Which is great, you know, because if you want butt, that's the kind of butt you should get. You should get pork butt. Indeed. Smoked. Smoked, well, yeah. Over a fire for a very long amount of time. Is that not right, Chief? Low and slow. It's it's delicious. I agree. There's In, in Goon's world, there's plenty of room for all the animals right next to the potatoes and gravy. <laughs> I like that. That's good. I, um... I, I really enjoyed that story because it, it was one of the best examples I've seen in, oh God, weeks about how really unbelievably triggered people are nowadays. Um, no safe spaces there because, well, you know, safe space would have been outside that restaurant because, you know, I, I prefer not to have fecal matter anywhere near my food because I forgot to mention the owner did mention that the child had not finished potty training. Well, let me just say, ew. <laughs> yeah, pretty much ew, you know. <laughs> I think, you know, mo- most people who run around naked should be actually in control of, you know, their functionalities. Uh, makes uh, the rest of us a little... Yeah, you know, yeah that makes me... Creepy. I don't even want to go on the street there where, uh, what was it called? Imagine Butthole Imagine- McYodelville? <laughs> Butthole McYodelville, yeah. That's a little city outside of Memphis. <laughs> I've never seen that on a map. I think you're lying. <laughs> it's in the it's in the oh. article. It's got to be true. How dare you disagree with me? That's right. You're not allowed. You're not allowed in the radio <laughs> show anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, since we've gotten to that, l- let me tell you what what triggers me. What triggers you, Chief? What triggers me is fake news. Oh, I thought I thought I swear to God, I thought he was say crutch and the goon. <laughs> yeah. Well that's, that's what I was looking for too. Much <laughs> like a good portion of your life, you're wrong again. <laughs> it's all right. Why I'm thank just, you. I, 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 I'm used I, to it. I will work harder. <laughs> good reference. So but anyway, in regards to fake news. What yes. we it, it has become, of course, the uh, the moniker of a particular party at the moment. But uh, it's it's amazing that they don't realize when it's happening to them. And I have already provided the two links, which I'm going to give a a point counterpoint to. So we have the fake news 
the way that Hitler described it, where they are talking about Don Trump Jr. and how he, he committed treason. Uh, the article shows the defini definition of treason, how a person, uh, an American citizen, could commit treason, and how that in no way uh, is remotely close to what Trump Jr. did. What it doesn't go into is the fact that Paul Manafort, the reason why he was fired was because the Ukrainian government had given enough information to the Clinton camp so that they could dis disseminate it out to the media and thus make him look bad enough so that he had to get gotten rid of. I, I'm saying in politics that seems to be a standard thing. You get as much dirt on the other person. You know, he hates kids. You know, he licks the tears of the innocent. Whatever it takes, <laughs> that is, you, you, put, you put it out. So, sure. what, like Hitler, they just keep saying it. They keep saying treason. They keep saying impeach. And... Collusion. Uh, Don't forget collusion. That's and, a big one, too. And collusion. And so what happens? People start believing it, even though there's no evidence or anything like that. Now, so that's one side. Here's the other side. We have the people of Fox who, you know, everyone on the left hates. They, the, the Hill put out an article that says that there's possible co uh, classified information in the memos. So they took that. That is what the article says. And they mm -hmm. said... Top secret information <laughs> within the memos, what, and then and then that's good a bit of a jump. <laughs> I mean, you 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 need a lot of athleticism to make that jump. But then, uh, so at this point, you know, whoever watches Fox and Friends, it, it stops there. They already have a view, so it's not going to really matter about Comey. But then Trump, who breaches the rest of the world, <laughs> says, of course, that you know he's done something highly illegal, and the the fact check you know, meter was at zero at the time, so <laughs> as soon as that goes out, now we have a whole spread on Comey who hasn't done anything different than, uh, you know, what he had already stated. The mm -hmm. information, now, unfortunately, those memos and stuff still haven't been put out so that everyone can actually see what's inside it, so when you get something like this, there's speculation, but the point that is being made here is that you take the actual article, which, uh, you know, they were carefully wording it there, it may contain classified, which basically, you know, uh, and and people, I, as I said today, I may win a million dollars. It didn't happen. So, unfortunately, yeah. you know, I am not a fortune teller, and I can't say what is going to happen in the future. So you take an article that has, that basically didn't have to be written at all, and then you change one word or two at this point, and then it gets spread out. That is that is fake news. When when you've taken something, I'm trying to remember. Uh, there's actually another reference where as you know a half truth turned into a lie, and then pushed out to everyone. Oh oh, I've got one. I can see Russia from here. <laughs> so there you go. That, that that was part of a Saturday Night Live skit, which eventually became attributed to the woman who was being portrayed in the Saturday Night Live skit, and she never said that. But to this day, people still go, oh yeah, you remember when Sarah Palin said she could see Russia from her house? And, and there you have it, because people, as long as you say it enough, the, you know, I don't want to call them sheep, but the goat people... <laughs> 
who just follow it blindly are now repeating it and then it spreads like a virus and now all these people think something that never happened I, I, I kind of like the, uh, the the sheep metaphor there um, so, sheeple. sheeple yeah there's a some talk show host uses that I, I don't know so I can't give he or her credit but uh, I there are lots of sheeple out there it is unfortunate and that's that's so what is this, triggers um, me. I was about to say, <laughs> this, ladies and gentlemen, this is an example of, um, of of triggering right before your very eyes. And and I don't know so much triggering in your case as straw that broke the camel's back. We've just seen so much stuff in the short time that this this presidency has been in, in effect. And but, and you have to, go ahead. No, you, you know, I, I I was thinking that just when you think it can't get any lower, you know, you you can count on a Clinton to bring it down a notch. Really? Why? Why? Yes, and and it's not Bubba, and it's not the Antichrist. Then who else that, could it be? Well, there, well, it was their offspring. It was yes. Um, I, I I don't have a name for her now because this is just so low that um, Chelsea Clinton ripped off an upstate author, uh, says the New York Post, when she published her best-selling feminist kids book, She Persisted. She's being sued by Christopher James Kimberly, Christopher James Kimberly, 56 of Albany, for uh, copyright infringement. He says, uh, I did uh, I did months of painstaking research. Her version looks like a ninth grade homework assignment. I am in disbelief. <laughs> oh, my God, that's great. So he's a little triggered. Uh, his illustrated kid's book, A Heart is the Part That Makes Boys and Girls Smart. Um, he says that he passed it on to the president of Penguin Young Readers who passed on the idea to Clinton who cashed in. That is terrible. Wow. You know? Wow, that is just um even for a Clinton, that's low. I I don't know. I mean, when <laughs> when it gets released all the things that the Clintons have done, I'm pretty sure that will be near that'll be near uh kicking the homeless man down so you can take the money in his cup, or uh, telling the starving person while you're eating a pizza that they can't have a slice. You know, no no slice for you, get a job and a haircut. Do you, do you guys think, I mean, none of us will be around to know, but it's an interesting speculation that maybe three, four hundred years from now, people will refer to the Clintons like we refer to the Borges? You know, I think Probably so. Well, if we have something akin to Mr. Robot, where they make up a video, death of the <laughs> bourgeoisie, or oh, yeah. then we'll know. And because if it's if it's you know death to the Clintons, and it is of course fictional, right? But <laughs> it is it gets put out. And then people start paying a little bit of attention to it. Because, you know, what's amazing is even though we have, you know... Why did you call it Borgias, by the way? The Borgias? Yes. Lucretia Borgia and her family uh, pretty much ran um, the uh, the Catholic Church at one time. Her brother was Pope. 
and uh, she was famous for killing off um, competitors and uh, people that were uh, getting in the way of her uh, and her brother running things in uh, in very old um, middle age, well post middle ages um, Renaissance uh, Italy, but uh, a famous family, the Borgias. So there's not, a, n- not nice people. It, no, not really. So if if we were to do a comparison to the Borgias body count and the Clinton body count, which which one would be higher? Ooh, Ooh they'd be pr- pretty comparable, I think. Well, I mean, if you if you go with all the ones that the you know people think are associated with the Clintons, you know, <laughs> we, we can go all the way back to you know people found in Fort Marcy Park and such. Um, yeah, with, you know, with, that's with an no, interesting no stat. <laughs> I, I, I will, uh, folks, I'll attempt to see if I can find those numbers, because that, that sounds like something that'd be fun to look up. By the way, my other article for all of you today is in the goon was right category. Uh, really? So we know it's a lie. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but wait till you hear, wait till you hear this, my friend. Mm-hmm. We talked about my home state of Connecticut. Yes. Mm-hmm. Three poorest cities. Not well managed, trying to tax everything, Aetna leaving. Remember all of that? I do. I, do. I thought you might. So, uh, appearing yesterday, uh, July 11th, 2017, in the Zero Hedge newsletter, Connecticut Capital Hartford downgraded to junk by Standard & Poor's. I so, told you so. So, the Hartford City bond rating is now junk. Uh, yes. Officially, it is... Uh, hold on here. Uh, let, let me see here. It is downgraded to BB. I don't really know what that means, but but I thought the chief might. Uh, I, I know Hello, it's not bad. AAA. <laughs> That's, it's not an acronym, okay? Sorry. Right, right. AAA would be like the top of that scale. Right. So uh, double, double B does not sound like the top of that scale. Wow. So... Yeah, so um, that's yeah. It, actually, it's gone from um, the city's rating went from BB to BBB minus, which is now junk. It actually uh, was BB. Oh, oh my gosh! You're right. It went two notches down to triple B minus. Oh my goodness! Yeah, the the worst is D. So I mean, they're not at Chicago levels yet, but they're getting there. So. So, if they're goal oriented, <laughs> we have we got room, guys. We can make this worse. It says here that Hartford has engaged an outside law firm with expertise in financial restructuring. I could make an old guy joke here, but only uh, Crutch would laugh. Perhaps they should check out the Abraham Beam Institute of Advanced Finance, Crutch. Abraham Beam. Okay. Wow. It's even. So when New York City defaulted in the 70s, the mayor of New York was Abraham Beam. Oh. I don't like New York. I mean, I like the people, but I don't like their politics. I certainly well, don't like Poland, their mayor right now. I don't like their I don't like their baseball team. Weren't there a heck of a lot of them in the All-Star game yesterday? Yeah. Like they're in third place, aren't they? How did yep. they get six guys in the All-Star game? But I digress. So, um, yeah, so folks, uh, we've, we've had um, 
we've had uh, fun and games with this. Um, one quick uh, story. I, I, I wanted to post a story that had a little hopefulness, um, but unfortunately, the, the folks at the, um, at the Seattle Times uh, ruined it for me. It, as it turns out, uh, there was a, um, a letter that went out to the students at, um, oh God, where was it? Yeah, the University of Chicago. So the University of Chicago, they put out a letter to all the students who are coming in. You know, hi, welcome, congratulations, welcome, coming to our wonderful school, blah, blah, blah. In the dean's letter to the students, however, he made it quite clear that we weren't going to be doing any of that safe space stuff. We're going to, you know, welcome and congratulations to the school, but we want you to be well aware that there won't be anything like safe spaces that we're going to you know challenge your worldview that is our job here to educate you to make you more solid and rounded citizen what I consider to be a very reasonable letter um, unfortunately why you have to write a letter like this nowadays is actually kind of sad but the fact that the college is actually writing the letter good times so, so I thought well you know there's a bright spot you know this little glimmer of hope but then the folks over at at, at the um, at the Seattle Times felt the need to write an, an opinion piece called "Why Students Need Trigger Warnings and Safe Spaces." And I thought to myself, oh, "You guys got to be kidding me! You're killing me!" And they came up with some very lame arguments, like for example, "Well, what if the student is you know is a former soldier and he's suffering from PTSD?" And, and he's going into a class where they're going to describe violent things. And I'm like, he's probably done worse. I don't think that's what you have to worry, worry about. And frankly, people with emotional and mental illness who are treating it, who are stable enough to take classes at a modern college, probably have more, crap, more of their crap together than you give them credit. Part of this whole thing is... When an organization decides that a group, whatever that group is, needs a safe space, what they're really saying is, we don't believe you are adult enough to handle, you know, when things don't go your way. Could you imagine anything more as a group condescending? I mean, you want to talk about bigotry. You want to talk about discrimination. You know, I'm sorry. I don't believe you, LGBT community, as a group, are able to handle anybody who doesn't agree with your particular lifestyle. So I, because I'm magnanimous and, and you know, all-knowing and elitist little snot, am going to create this space. And I'm going to put all of you over there. And you can all thank me and tell me how glorious I am. It makes my skin crawl. And it's really not the way this world should work. You know, they, uh, there was a survey of 800 educators, and 62% of them thought that the whole concept of safe spaces would eventually turn into a very detrimental aspect of the development of the students' lives. The fact that you're producing this environment where they can go and hide and play with dolls and coloring books is not going to prepare them for the real world. We did a story way back, oh my God, weeks ago, where 
a, a group of brand new employees to a particular business uh, were complaining about the dress code and that there was a particular in, individual who appeared to have a, a waiver of some sort to the dress code. So they all got together and signed a petition and handed the petition to their boss saying, you know, we demand that the dress code be changed. And the boss's response was to fire them all. And they were outraged at having been fired for expressing their opinion. These people are utterly ill-prepared to work out in the world. We should hope for better. We should. They don't know how to deal with people who have uh, points of view different from them. Um, I have uh, um, a person at work who is like that with me. Are you still with us, Chief? I know you're kind of sleepy, dude. And I've been rambling. I apologize. Yes, I'm here. But to everyone else, just remember this. If you need a safe space, there, you should have a, 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 an actual support structure, whether it be family, friends, church, other type of religious institution, mosque, synagogue, temple, you know, pizza hut. I, it doesn't matter. <laughs> There's always something... That, out there and you do not have to take it upon yourself which means that suicide should never be the answer and with that I say goodnight <laughs> <laughs>